You're listening to the Blended Family Blueprint 5-Day Challenge for Stepmoms. Thank you for tuning in to the replays of this event. As you know, these episodes will only be available for a very limited time. So if you do have the opportunity to binge them all, make sure you do that before the episodes disappear. If you would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, and get access to the companion worksheets and all of that other good stuff, you can find the link to register in the show notes of this episode or on the bio link in my Instagram at the step queen. It's totally free for a limited time only and we have had some amazing results already. So I will see you in there. Happy listening. Enjoy. Welcome to day one of the Blended Family Blueprint. Um, If you're jumping on live, go ahead and type hello. Let me know uh, where in the world that you're tuning in from. If you're catching the replay, go ahead and type replay so that I know that you watched replay. Um, If you're tuning in from the Queen of Your Castle podcast, then hello to you too. I just want to see who is talking here. Hi, Kennedy. Happy Monday to you too. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Christy and Natasha. Phew, you made it. Awesome. Morning, Amanda. Good morning, Bonnie from North Carolina. Natasha, an Edmontonian. We're in Beaumont, so we're basically neighbors. Hello, Melissa and Amy and Brittany. And I'm so happy to see you all here. So thanks for um, hanging out with me this morning. I appreciate it. Happy to see everybody. So I hope that you are as excited as I am to start dreaming into the future. Um, I see some familiar faces in here who are part of the stepmom story. So this will help you as well. Um, (laughs) Nikki, hello from South Africa. Nikki finally gets one that she doesn't have to get up super early in the morning. Anyway, um, I hope that you're excited to dream into the future. Like I was saying, if you're part of the stepmom story, this is, you know, when you first join, I ask you to come up with a future self letter, right? Write a, write a letter to yourself in the future, but I don't give a whole lot of guidance. So this is going to help you with your future self letter. Some of you are coming up on a year in the story, so it might be time to revisit that and write that again. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the stepmom story, don't worry this will help you as well. This will help everybody. So whether you're an existing client of mine or not, this blended family blueprint is going to help you. Um, you know, there was a point in time that I used to believe that becoming a happy stepmom meant that I was supposed to, you know, instantly love my stepson. Like he grew inside my body, um, that my stepson's other parent and I were going to be like besties and have coffee on the weekends. Um, I thought my partner and I would see eye to eye about everything, parenting, scheduling, etc. Um, I thought, you know, we'll never fight and we'll never go to bed angry. But chances are pretty good that because you're sitting here right now listening to these words coming out of my mouth, you know that that's not always necessarily the way that it goes. So over the course of this five-day challenge, uh, you're going to be discovering how to create balance and harmony and peace and happiness and fulfillment in all areas of your life. Okay. 
you're going to be creating your very own, very personalized blended family blueprint. Your blended family blueprint is essentially going to become this like crystal clear vision that you steer your life toward so that you as a stepmom can live happily ever after. Okay. That's the goal. That's the end game. You want to live happily ever after. Am I right? So if you don't know who I am yet, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Brittany Lynch. I am a stepmom seasoned veteran, I believe. I've been a stepmom for almost eight years now. I am the founder and CEO of Step Queen. I'm the creator and facilitator of your stepmom story, um, which is the best online support community for stepmoms in the world. I'm also a regular featured writer for Stepmom Magazine, and I am the host of top ranked relationship podcast, Queen of Your Castle. So I am a certified step family counselor, but I do work specifically with stepmoms. Why? Because I am one. And I'm really painfully aware of the lack of support and encouragement and hope that seems to be out there for women like you and I, which is why I've set out to really change this narrative around step families and more importantly, help support women like you to transform your own stepmother experience. Because whether you believe it or not right now, your stepfamily might end up being the best thing that's ever happened to you. And if that feels like a big stretch right now, trust me, I totally get it, right? If someone just would have said that to me eight years ago, I would have told them where to go and how to get there. Uh, I'm not asking for you to believe me today. All I'm asking for is that you approach our time together over the next five days with a little eensy weensy bit of hope that everything is going to work out for the best. So for you right here, right now, your first step is going to be creating this crystal clear vision of exactly what you want your fairy tale life to look like. Because with that first step, with the creation of that vision, comes the possibility for it to come true. So if you are a woman who is in a relationship with a partner who has kids from another relationship and you want to wake up every single day excited to put your feet on the floor because you feel valued and valuable and purposeful and driven, or if you want to create set family relationships that are intimate and connected and fulfilling and respectful and mutually respectful, um, if you want to go to sleep every night, you know, with a heart full of gratitude because you just can't believe that this is your life because it's so damn perfect, uh, you're about to begin that journey right here, right now. And again, if that feels like a stretch, just stay with me. All I need is a little piece of hope to work with. That's it. Just a teeny weeny incy beansy spark. And if you didn't have a teeny weeny incy beansy spark of hope, then you wouldn't be here right now. Okay. So lean into that little piece of hope. So through this series of, you know, really intentionally designed exercises over the next week-ish, you're going to discover what exactly does happily ever after mean to you, okay, because it looks different to everybody. And best of all, you're going to come up with an actual step-by-step plan to make it happen because what good is having a vision if you don't know how you're going to get there, right? So if that sounds amazing to you, if you're in the right place, then go ahead and give me a hell yes in the chat or an I'm in or yes, I want to be here or I have a 
teensy weensy spark of hope like i can do i can give you a little piece of hope whatever you feel however you're feeling go ahead and let me know in the chat um where you're at how excited you are how big of a stretch this feels like just so i can gauge where everybody's at okay you know um natasha i see here that you say like it feels like a super stretch and and i i get that I get that. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, stepmoms find, can find that step family life can become so challenging that it's like you lose sight of what you do want your life to look like. Right. It's like, I can see all the hard stuff. I don't know what I want my life actually to look like. Right. So the first exercise that's given in that first video is essentially intended to start getting the juices flowing of like shifting the attention away from what you don't want, right? And moving toward more of a space of focusing on what it is that you do want, what is important to you in your life, okay? So that when you do finish our five days together with this final draft of your blueprint, you will have taken into consideration, especially the areas that have the highest value to you. And you will know which areas have the highest value to you because they are which which pieces you would have put in your first draft blueprint, okay? That was with no direction. Your values came out, you know, what's the most important thing to me? That's what came out in your first draft blueprint. So that's why it's important to do um, that first draft, right? Um, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, if you haven't watched the introduction video, if you haven't created a first draft blueprint, please finish that exercise first. Watch the video. It's linked inside of this group. It's sent out in your email. Watch that intro video. It's like half an hour long and do that exercise, that first draft blueprint before you join us in this very first-ish official exercise. But for those of you who have already watched the first video and you have already completed your first draft blueprint, we're going to get into today. Okay. I'm going to try really hard to keep each day under half an hour because I know that you're busy and I appreciate your time and I value your time so very much. So if I'm talking super fast, or you feel like there's pieces that I've missed post in the group. I'm happy to offer some coaching over the next week to help you get uh, straightened out. Okay. So Each day for the next five days, I'm going to be helping you explore what are, in my personal and professional opinion, the most important areas to focus on when it comes to all-around wellness as a stepmom. So as you're about to see, your perception, your opinion, your perception of how blended your step family is, right? Like if I was like, how blended is your step family on a scale from one to 10? Your perception of how blended your step family is, is directly correlated to your overall level of wellness, your overall level of well-being. So what do I mean by that? I need to ask you a question, okay? How will you know when your step family has blended. You can type things in the chat if they're coming up for you, but how will you know when your step family is blended, right? Step moms are always like, I want my step family to blend, but how will you know when that happens, right? When, what does that have to look like? What does your life have to look like in order for your step family to be blended? 
looks different for everybody, right? Um, a lot of people are like, would have uh, the thought of like, I'll know our step family is blended when we have a civil co-parenting relationship. Amy says, when I feel at peace. Okay, but what has to happen, Amy, in order for you to feel at peace? Right, what specifically has to happen for you to feel at peace? Do you need to have a civil co-parenting relationship? Do your step kids need to say, please, thank you, hello, goodbye? Do you want to stop obsessing every waking minute about the problems that you have in your set family, right? Do you want to stop thinking about all the problems that might come out in the future? What does peace mean to you specifically? Some people that might look like, you know, I'll know our step family is blended when I've got actually like the time and energy to exercise again. I'll know our step family is blended when I don't have to call in sick to work anymore to deal with this drama, right? There's very specific things for each of us that need to happen in order for us to get to this place where we want to be. So, you know, there are, there are a million destinations that stepmoms like you and I hope to end up with our step families and with our lives outside of our step families. But at the root, you know, one of these root cause reasons that it feels really uncomfortable not to be there yet, right? I'm not there yet. We always say that. We always hear that in our culture. I'm not there yet, right? One of those reasons, though, that it feels really uncomfortable not to be blended the way that you had hoped is because there are aspects of your step family life that are interfering with your well-being. Okay, let me say that again. There is a very real possibility that one of the root cause reasons that it feels so bad not to feel blended is because there are aspects or areas of your step family that are directly interfering with your well-being. So if that's true for you, if you would agree that there are areas in your step family that are interfering with your well-being, go ahead and type me in the chat. Okay. So why is this important for you to know? Why are we focusing on wellness and well-being when it comes to blending a step family? Basically, you know, when it comes to wellness, when it comes to well-being, there are different pillars that essentially all stand together to form a foundation of wellness for you. And if you very literally think of your well-being like a house, okay, and you think of these pillars or these domains as the support structures that hold the house up, you'll be able to see quite clearly, you know, like in your mind, picture a house that's held up by pillars. And if one of those pillars is like crumbled, the house is going to be a little wobbly, right? If a couple of those pillars are crumbled, do you like my, do you like my hand pillars? If a couple of your pillars, if your house are crumbled and there's a house resting on top of it, you can see that that house is going to be really unstable, right? That house is going to be like, you don't want to step in the wrong place because you don't want to fall through the floor. Like you don't want any wind to come because you don't want to get knocked right off all the two pillars that are left remaining, <laughs> holding you up. So 
In other words, hand pillars aside, in other words, all the pillars of wellness, all the pillars of well-being need to be equally strong and equally supported in order for you to be able to reach your highest level of well-being, your highest level of wellness to support that house as sturdy as they can. And the more pillars that are out of whack, the less stable your sense of wellness will be. So if you're wondering, you know, like, what does this have to do specifically with blending a step family? I promise we're going to get there. Okay. But first, just stay with me here. Um, These pillars that come together to create this sense of well-being are the same for every person, meaning every human has the same categories, domains that need to be filled up, that need to be stable in order to have a a sense of well-being, a sense of wellness. But different people have different requirements when it comes to meeting the needs that result in having a stable pillar. Like for example, me, I might feel content having a date night with my husband once every three months, like having him all to myself for 24 hours once every three months. That might keep that pillar feeling totally fine. But maybe you have a different level, a different threshold of what it, what you need to have that pillar feeling stable. And maybe you need one weekend with your spouse every week in order to feel strong in that pillar. It doesn't make anybody right or wrong. Okay. It doesn't mean someone is needy or not needy. It doesn't mean anything except that different people have different needs and those needs are expressed differently. So this is one reason that, you know, when we go to our friends or those yucky Facebook groups for advice, their advice is not really good advice for us because they don't know what our needs are. They don't know what we need to support our pillars and have our pillars feeling supported. So advice really is useless because people give advice from the lens of how would I fill up my pillar? Okay. Your pillars have nothing to do with what other people's pillars, other Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, what other people's pillars look like, feel like, need, right? That goes for you and your partner as well. You and your partner have different requirements to keep your pillars feeling stable as well. So if you're like, well, I don't get it. You know, this is what I need from you. And your partner is like, what are you talking about? I don't need that. Right. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. Um, everyone has different needs to fill up those pillars. So what we're going to be doing over these next five days is looking at the most important pillars for the well-being of stepmoms. So if your if your step family hasn't blended the way that you had hoped, that means there are pillars of your well-being that are not being supported, which essentially indicates that your wellness is suffering in some capacity. And when you identify the areas of your step family that are not blended yet, and therefore causing you to feel unsupported or unfulfilled or unwelcome, and you identify which of your pillars of wellness are suffering as a result, then you get to come up with a plan to iron out those wrinkles and solve those problems so that these areas where you feel non-blended are no longer affecting your well-being. Hey, sound good? 
So we're going to talk more about this in the days to come, but for the sake of time, I want to get into the first wellness domain, aka the first pillar that we're going to be focusing on. Okay. So you should have received an email from me this morning that had a little workbook attached to it, a little worksheet attached to it. You can find it in this group as well. Um, Find the page that says wellness domain at the top. Okay. It's just one sheet says wellness domain and there's like four boxes. So grab that if you've got it printed, if you have it like up on your laptop or on your phone or whatever, um, just take a boo and I'll walk you through what to do here. Okay. So today's wellness domain, AKA the pillar that we're focusing on, the pillar supporting your well-being of your house is environmental wellness pillar. Okay. So beside at the top where it says wellness domain for today, you can write environmental, environmental wellness. So what does environmental wellness include? Environmental wellness includes your surrounding physical space, meaning your home environment, your work environment, your the city or town that you live in, right? your sense of safety, your sense of security, comfort, ease, being in the physical space that you occupy. Your physical or your environmental wellness also includes things like, you know, having clear boundaries about like who's stopping over and when, right? Like are your in-laws just dropping by unexpected all the time? Does your partner's ex come through the door whenever they feel like it, right? How does that interfere with your sense of safety and security inside of your home? That's all included in environmental wellness, Predictable visitation schedules, also are included in environmental wellness because you know what to expect. Okay. So anything that has to do with like your surrounding physical space and the way that that surrounding physical space creates or does not create for you a sense of safety, security, comfort, ease, okay, privacy. So first of all, you know, first box, First of all, ask yourself, you know, right here, right now, as it stands, what is your overall satisfaction with your environment, with your physical environment? Do you love your home? Are you patiently, not so patiently waiting to build your dreams house with your spouse, but you keep getting the runaround about when that might be able to happen, right? Do you have to travel super duper far to pick the kids up and drop them off? Does your spouse's ex live next door to you? How do you feel? How does it feel in your body when you're at home? Do you have enough privacy? Have you been signed up for supporting the kids with virtual learning, even though you're working from home, right? Does your partner's ex drop by unannounced? Do you love being in your surrounding physical environment or not? What's your current reality? So anything that you can think of that's in your current reality of your environment, go ahead and write whatever comes to mind in that first box. What sorts of thoughts, what sorts of feelings come up to you when you think about the immediate physical space around you? There's no wrong way to do this, okay? When you're all done that, I want you to ask yourself, you know, in a perfect world, what would your surrounding physical environment look like? Now, what, I want you to listen closely to this. 
What I do not want to see here, what I do not want to hear here is folks saying, well, here's all the reasons that my perfect world can't happen. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I love you so much. I don't want to hear it. That's not the point of the exercise is to write all the reasons you can't have your perfect life. In a perfect world, I'm a genie in a bottle. Everyone's going to cooperate. Okay. In a perfect world, what would you want your surrounding physical to environment? I want you to be aware too, like when I ask you, what's this best case scenario? I want you to ask yourself, you know, are you talking yourself out of a good thing before you've even given it a chance to sit in your mind for half a second? If you are, that's okay, but stop it, but stop it, okay? The question I'm asking isn't what's realistic, what's attainable for you right now? What do your current circumstances allow for to happen right now? That's not the question I'm asking. I'm a genie in a bottle, perfect world, okay? In a perfect world. Does that look like, you know, the dream house with all the privacy and the rain shower and the jacuzzi tub that nobody but you and your spouse get to use? Does it look like living in a different city, in a different climate, a different country? Does it look like having in-laws who are respectful of your privacy and don't just drop by unannounced all hours of the day and night? In a perfect world, what does your physical surrounding space look like to give you your highest sense of safety, security, comfort, ease, privacy, et cetera? Once you're finished that, once you're finished dreaming into that, now is the time that you're going to start to consider how, okay? If you need to come back to this and watch the replay because you need more time, that's great. Okay, we're just going to carry on, but you have access to these replays for a while. So don't feel like you need to rush through this, okay? You can revisit it. You can come back. You can pause the replay as many times as you need to and sit with it and really feel into it, okay? So once you are finished dreaming into your perfect world, it's time to start considering how. How are you going to make that happen? Specifically, what skills and capabilities do you need in order to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be? So if you're like most stepmoms, then maybe that looks like developing the skills of setting better boundaries so that you know what to do about your in-laws dropping by unannounced. And you can reach your perfect world goal of having some damn privacy, right? Maybe that looks, again, if you're like most stepmoms, maybe that looks like developing the skill of setting better boundaries so that you're not made responsible for virtual learning that has nothing to do with you or pickups and drop-offs that have nothing to do with you if you don't like doing them, right? If that's interfering with how you feel about your environment. Maybe that looks like developing the capability of developing, you know, or developing the skills of more effective communication techniques. So you know how to talk to your spouse about sensitive topics without turning your house into a war zone. Maybe that looks like developing the skills associated with another career path that provides more opportunities for the expansion of your physical space and that rain shower and that jacuzzi tub. So if it feels uncomfortable to ask yourself the question, like what skills or capabilities do I need to develop here? If that feels uncomfortable, that's a really good thing, 
Okay. Why? Why am I saying it's, it's a good thing to be feeling uncomfortable? Firstly, because a lot of stepmoms get trapped in this mentality that everything that they don't have in life is a result of some sort of like permutation or combination of their step family circumstances. I don't have my dream home because my spouse has already been there, done that with somebody else. Therefore, I'm paying the price. So when you ask yourself the question instead, what skills or capabilities do I need to develop in order to make this happen for myself so that I don't have to share a bathroom with a bunch of stinky teenage boys? That shifts the responsibility back onto you. And that can be uncomfortable but it's also very empowering. And in order to have something you've never had, you'll have to do something you've never done. And always, 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 always doing something new is going to be uncomfortable. So instead of like running from that discomfort or shutting this down or being like, that's too hard or that'll never happen or my spouse will never go for that, Instead of that, I'd really invite you to like thank this feeling of discomfort that you might have rising up in your body for letting you know that y'all are about to consider doing something you've never done before, which is, guess what? If you're uncomfortable, it means you're growing. That's great. Discomfort isn't something that we always need to like urgently avoid. Arguably, it's also really uncomfortable living in an environment that doesn't feel safe or secure or private, right? That's also uncomfortable. So like I always say, you get to choose your discomfort, the discomfort in what is, or the discomfort of thinking about what could be. Now, finally, the last box in that four square box, box, the four box box, the last box for you to fill out asks you to identify, you know, what are the costs or the consequences if nothing changes in this domain, in this pillar, in this environmental wellness pillar. Specifically, you know, some questions to consider is like if you could think six months or one year or two years into the future, if this pillar of your well-being is not changed, is not improved, strengthened, revised, reevaluated. What are the potential consequences? What will that potentially end up costing you? Like, will your lack of privacy end up creating all sorts of resentment in your relationship to the people in your step family to the point that you decide to leave your, you decide to leave, right? And your partnership and leave. Does like this commute to do pickups and drop-offs cost you, you know, paid time at work? Like very literally, is there a dollar value associated with this? If your spouse avoids having conversations about like moving to a new home, does this cost you your emotional intimacy with your spouse because you feel like you're not being heard or being seen or taken into consideration? And all that matters is your partner's first family and supporting them. So I'm going to explain to you tomorrow more about why I ask you to identify the costs and consequences. But right now, It's important to get curious and get honest and sit with this discomfort about what's going to happen if no changes are made. So when you're all done doing that, you know, you'll see at the very bottom, I ask you to come up with one action step that you can take today that's going to put you in better alignment 
with that perfect world vision. Then I actually want you to do it. I'm going to like take a picture of yourself doing it, post in the group that you did it, take a video of yourself doing it, but some way hold yourself accountable by posting into the group and showing us, I'm, I'm not just saying I want a better life. I'm not just saying I want my step family to blend. I'm not just saying that I want a higher level of wellness. I'm actually going to do something about it. I'm actually ready to start taking steps toward this perfect life. Instead of being, these are all the reasons I can't do it. I don't want to hear that. I want to see one tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny step. And you know what? For some of you, that step toward that great life, that step toward that crystal clear vision might be finishing the exercises in in this workshop today. It doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. It doesn't have to be anything super extravagant. I mean, you can apply for new jobs on LinkedIn if you want to. You can call your realtor if you want to. But it doesn't have to be that big to be a win. So post in the group with what choice you are choosing to make to step toward that picture-perfect vision for your life. Tag me support each other, lean into this group. I'm going to see you back here tomorrow morning, same time, nine o'clock AM mountain time, eight Pacific, 10 central, 11 Eastern. Nikki, I don't know. You're on your own (laughs) time zone wise, but we'll be here. Um, Thank you so much, ladies. It's been super fun. Thank you for being engaged and having conversations with each other. I'll see you in the group and I will see you first thing tomorrow morning. If you need any help whatsoever, if you need help coming up with like, how am I going to get there? Post in the group. I'll be around. I'll be here for you. So have a fantastic rest of your day. Take that tiny action step or big one if you want to, but tiny is great too. Tiny growth is still growth, right? Um, Yeah, it's been a slice. I'll see you all in the group.